In today's podcast, I want to bring to your attention a serious matter and growing concern. I have mentioned it in my podcast briefly before and discussed it more in length in my in-person classes, but now it merits a warning to the realtor community and a suggestion of best practice. There is a lawsuit pending in Tarrant County against a real estate agent who failed to verify the identity of the seller. As it turned out, the seller was a fraud. The legitimate buyer spent money in the process of purchasing the property from the purported seller. And when it finally became apparent that the true seller was not authorized to sit to the sale or participate in the sale to the buyer, the fraudulent transaction was voided. The buyer was covered on his loss of the purchase money under the title policy, but he sued the real estate agent for lost time, money, and desired property. His claim was that the agent represented that he had authority to list the property on behalf of the seller, and that was a false representation. As you are well aware, a claim for false representation is a deceptive trade practices claim subject to a treble damages award. The court has not ruled on this yet, but the point here, real estate agents need to do more due diligence to verify the identity of a potential client. What is happening with frequency today, a fraudster searches public records for ownership of raw or vacant land, land and property not need to be visited by any of the parties. They then reach out to an agent who appears to sell property in that area and purports to be the seller of that property desiring to list it for sale. The agent asks for an appointment with the seller, but the seller always claims to be too busy, so asks to transact the negotiations electronically. The fraudster only communicates electronically and is, insists on closing remotely using their own notary. The agent lists the property, which provides an element of credibility to the transaction. It is that false sense of credibility that is the basis of the current lawsuit. The agent represented that he had authority from the true seller of the property to negotiate the sale of the property. And arguably, when an agent holds themselves out to represent the seller, there's an implied responsibility on the part of that agent to verify that they, in fact, are representing the seller. Up to this point, many agents have solely relied on the title company to verify and authenticate the transaction. Our company even had one transaction that went all the way up to wiring seller's proceeds before we discovered the fraud. When we called the agents to, dis to tell them that the person who purported to be the seller was not the seller and we were not wiring the money to him, the listing agent said, I thought something was fishy. The agent never told us that. Some agents are hesitant to challenge the identity of a potential client, sometimes not even asking for IDs. Some fear asking for verification can appear to be offensive in the least and discriminatory or in violation of fair housing at the most. Note, it can only be discriminatory if you're only verifying the identity of people of a protected class. Agents need to verify all people. The fraudsters do not care what race or nationality owns a piece of raw land. They are good at impersonating any seller. In fact, the last forged ID we received a copy of had a picture of a man with the information of another man, and we found the true seller. The picture on the ID and the seller were two different races. Unfortunately, it is not enough to simply ask for IDs and attempt to verify a seller's true identity. I have seen some really good forged driver's license and passports.
What the title industry is actually having to do is to try and locate the seller by independent means when the agent does not know the seller. We then contact them and verify they are truly selling. The title industry is working together to share ideas on how to combat this type of growing seller fraud, and we are trying to educate the real estate community on the part they play in these schemes. We want you to know what to do to prevent them and how to avoid potential liability for misrepresentation. One of the best ideas I have heard is for an agent to verify the identity of a seller without looking like he does not believe the seller is to write a thank you note to the seller who is listing the property, sending that thank you note to the address shown for the seller on CAD. This must be a written note sent by mail, not an electronic note sent back to the fraudster who may have spoofed the actual email address of the seller. When the true seller gets his thank you note, if he is not selling the property, I can assure you, you will get a call from that seller. Irrespective of the outcome of the currently pending Tarrant County case against the agent, I believe agents must do more to verify the identity of their seller before they purport to have the authority to represent that seller. And remember, IDs are easily forged. A thank you note is a smart practice. Now, how do you handle someone who claims to be a seller once you find out he is a fraud? Report the person and transaction to the DA's office. Most major cities have a department with the police that investigates fraud for property. The more information we can give them, the better they can be about cracking down on such schemes. Until the fraudsters are no longer profitable in these schemes, the fraud will continue. Please do your due diligence and work as a team with your title company to prevent these fraudulent transactions. I hope Allegiance is considered part of your team and we look forward to seeing you at the closing table. Thank you.